Welcome to another episode of Building a Leadership Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki C., all the way from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, always bringing you some new, amazing guests, sharing their stories and how they got to where they are today. And it's just my honor to be in community with our next guest. And before we get into that, let's give a shout out to our sponsors. And that is Jose Escobar with the Connected Leaders Academy. If you are looking for a group of entrepreneurs, that is the place to go. We also have Patrick Rude with the Secret Society as well. And we have Breathe Capital Planning for all your financial uh, budgeting needs. And that is with Julie and Noah. And you definitely want to check out our website at www.buildingaleadershipmindset.com where we have a one-stop shop and everything that has been going on with Bomb Global and Ladies of Leadership, Empower to Inspire. We just celebrated our one year anniversary and we're super excited uh, to see what 2024 brings for all of us. So without further ado, let's get our guest on here. He is Noah Morris. Met him through the Business Leaders Network with J.R. Spears. He is absolutely amazing. He's a seasoned digital marketer, specializes in social media video, video marketing with an emphasis on transforming long form content like video podcasts into impactful short form videos. With over a decade of experience, he's become a trusted partner for podcast agencies, authors, speakers, and influencers, including those with hundreds of thousands of subscribers. His work has over five times his clients' businesses guided by principles of transparency, integrity, and a belief that with spiritual strength, we can achieve extraordinary results. Noah's philosophy is with God's help. Together, we can change the world. Without further ado, let's bring on our guest, Noah. How are you? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. I am well. I am well. Thank you so much for joining the Bomb family. You're in the top 150. We're about to celebrate in December our next 50 interview guests, and you just made the cut, and we're so happy to have you on here today highlighting you, but in a couple of weeks, we'll be highlighting you again. Um, so tell us who Noah is. I'm happy to be here. Thank you again. Uh, who, who Noah is? It's a uh... So there's a lot of different ways we can answer that question, but you know, I'm I'm a man, I'm a father, I'm a husband, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm uh I'm a Jew, an Orthodox Jew, proud, and uh, you know, I'm here to help others spread their message. That is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. And where did where what's your backstory? What how was your upbringing? What challenges did you face before you got into this beautiful space of entrepreneurship, which is not easy, right? Right. Well, where where could we start? Um, you know, I uh, I guess everyone's lost after high school. So, <laughs> so I went to uh, Israel for a year and a half. I found my spirituality there, uh, reclaimed my relationship with God. Uh, came back to America, you know, went to one college, struggled there, um, and then ended up going to another one where I learned. I majored in psychology. I was learning more about myself and other people and building relationships and understanding, uh, like, how people work. Uh, my, my mother always told me that people skills are the most important 
type of skills. And that's something that I keep learning more and more about and I keep internalizing. So for me, uh, what did I want to do is, you know, I wanted to see what I could do. So I ended up working for a nonprofit organization uh, as, you know, an, an, assist, an, an administrative assistant, which I think a lot of people can start off that type of job. And from there, I'm just like, let me let me start picking up the phone. Let me start making calls. Let me see how I can promote what we're doing, because I, I believed in it at the time. I still believe in it today. And uh, I was very it was very I was very rough, <laughs> like I wasn't as refined as I am today. And it's interesting because that's where a lot of entrepreneurship starts is not really knowing where you want to start, but being where you are and starting where you are and just picking up the phone and knowing that you're going to fail the first phone call or first few phone calls, no matter how many, how much energy is and hoping that someone on the other side can teach you a lesson uh, that can help you bring you to wherever you're looking to go, even though you might not know where that is at the time. So um, it's very interesting. I, I started because I, I started learning more about social media when I was in that nonprofit organization and seeing where I can help there. Um, I started a you know young leadership program, started speaking, uh, started you know seeing what kind of program we can promote to help raise money and to raise awareness for what we were doing there. So that's a lot about my my where I started. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> there's a lot to go into from there. I ended up after that, uh, you know, starting an online business, not really knowing what to do. Um, learned a lot in the process and, un and started digital marketing consulting from there because I had some skills that I picked up on the way. So from there, I started a digital marketing agency and, you know, I've worked with a lot of different types of clients. And from at this point, what I decided to do is uh, specialize in video marketing on social media. So that's that's where I am today. And that's how I got here. I can go into more details, but, you know, how much time do we have? Yeah, we have some time, but we'll get into those questions. Let yeah. me kind of decipher a little bit of what you've stated already, because you started sure. very powerful. Sometimes we're just absolutely clueless right after high school. Why do you think that is? Is it because they just don't prepare us for life? Or what? what is your opinion on that? Um, it's it's. It's different for every person. So some people, like you'll you'll get some people get a lot of guidance in high school. Some people less. Some people will have really strong uh, support from their parents or other family members. Like you're, we're all dealt different cards. So we don't really know what we want to be doing. Some people know immediately, and they'll they'll start doing that. They'll start working. Sometimes I wish I like went back in time and just like learned certain skills while I was in high school and started a business. But like my heart and mind weren't there yet. Like I had to go through certain like trials, tribulations, certain experiences, uh, certain emotions in order to get to where I was till I decided that like, you know, let me do what I'm doing, what I wanted, what these, you know, this path that I've chosen for myself. So in high school, it's hard. It depends. It depends where you come from. You know, a lot of pe people come from different places. Like I said, it's all the cards you're, you've been dealt. Uh, so, and also, who knows what you want to be doing? Like the, like the people who become astronauts, do they want to be astronauts? Do they want to be engineers? Like when in high school, like some, some people do. And like the people who we, we meet every day, you know, who are entrepreneurs, like sometimes it's like they're on their 10th career. Like you never really know. <laughs> like you shared a little bit about your story and like, you know, it's you zig and you zag until you get to where you're going. And that's part of the, 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 the process, the path. It's, and honestly, it's a lot of the fun too, because you can have just courage and faith in yourself and just start moving forward, even though you sometimes move backwards, but you just got to keep learning and keep figuring it out. 
and have faith in yourself and that God is putting you on the right path and that the people around you uh, will support you and push you in the right direction, then you'll be able to make the right decisions when, when you have to. Great answer. Talk to us a little bit about you going back to Jerusalem and getting back with your faith. Did you grow up uh, in the church at all, you know, just believing in God? And where did that kind of fall off? And what really turned you into uh, rekindling that relationship? Right. That's a great question. And I, and I really love that you asked that. So um, I was brought up as an Orthodox Jew. Both of my parents were not religious growing up, but they became more religious as they were older. They wanted to uh, raise children who were, you know, more religious. And uh, so we, we were part of an Orthodox Jewish community in, in South Florida. I originally was from New York. We moved to South Florida when I was uh, seven. So that was a little disruptive, but it was... Uh, from there, you know, it's it's interesting because every community is different. It was a smaller community, and I ended up going to, like, when it came to high school, I wasn't super accepted to where most of the people that I was going, in, where I was going for elementary school, where we were going to, uh, for high school. So I didn't get, I wasn't going to that high school. I went to a different high school, which was less religious. And at that time, I was already being more rebellious in terms of my faith and what I, my observance. Uh, but I always felt like a, a spiritual person. I always felt like, you know, there is a God, there is one God, and, you know, he has a relationship with us. Um, I went to public school for two years, uh, my last two years of high school. And from there, my parents and family friends were like, why don't you take a year off? Go to Israel. Like, you know, don't put so much pressure on college. Like, take some time, get to understand what's out there. And I'm like, okay, listen, a year off sounds pretty good. I don't really like school. So <laughs> so let me, let me go off. I went to a yeshiva, which is just uh, a way of saying uh, like a Jewish school uh, that's very religious and we learned you know what you probably referred to as the old testament uh and we learned that in de depth of a lot of different rabbis or teachers who uh you know were, you know taught me a lot i went through my own struggles i almost got kicked out after four months but you know one rabbi really reached into my heart and soul and inspired me to be better because he because i've had some really good conversations with him up to that point and when he when he like when I saw that he really cared about me and like the path I was on, it really brought me close to the path that was being, that I was being led to. Um, so from there I took, I, I made like a, a very, very big turn in my life and I started like giving it my all. Um, I, 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 I found a book cause I, I, I was suffering from like low self-esteem a lot. And I think that's what was like causing me a lot of my, my distress that I was having in life. And there was one book that uh, I read from a rabbi uh, who's who's now passed for like two or three years now. His name was Dr. Abraham J. Tversky. It was 10 Steps to Being Your Best. So he was a psychiatrist and a rabbi, and he led a lot of addiction at rehab uh, rehabilitation centers and, and hospitals. And he did a lot of good work with that. And he himself, at the age of 40, discovered that he had low self-esteem. So he applied the the uh, the the Alcoholic Anonymous 12-step uh, program to uh, conquering low self-esteem. So when I read that book, I realized that was like the biggest problem I had in my life is just my own way of treating myself and talking to myself. And I was able to, with this wisdom of, that he was sharing, 
um, I was able to actually, you know, empower myself to make the right changes in my life. And uh, it was, you know, very impactful. I was, the, the environment I was in was really supportive because there was a lot of different learning I could do in terms of my, my spiritual practices and my spiritual faith. So it was kind of, it was reconnecting me in a lot of different ways. There was a lot of good relationships I was having with people, uh, fellow students and, and the rabbis and teachers there. And it was putting me on the right path. It, it's, it was hard at times and I did go through a lot of different struggles, but I ended up by, by after I stayed an extra half year um, and that actually put me on the right path. Uh, and then I went to uh, a school in New York that, you know, and was with a lot of different Jews, Yeshiva University. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's pretty, it's a pretty, um, it's one of the top schools in, in America. And it's, it's, it was interesting. I didn't end up staying there. I ended up transferring to a different school, but I've had bumps on the way, but, you know, I've really rekindled my, my faith in God and my ability to have a relationship with God. There's so many times and I'll, I'll end with this. There's so many times where I just felt like super alone and that like, really like there's nobody there for me. And, you know, you just, I just broke down and I just felt God's presence. And that like whoever, whoever in life, the, the people in your life that might be failing you here, there or everywhere, whether it's your parents or like expectations you have for friends, expectations you have for anyone, God can always fulfill those expectations and in ways that you can't even imagine. So for me, um, when I would fall to my lowest uh, feelings of, you know, wherever my emotions might have gone, that's the, uh, God. I always felt that God was there to catch me and to help me just, you know, get back together and so I can move on. So that's, I think that's the best way to sum that up. <laughs> I know that was a long-winded. Not at all. No, no, no. Because it's important because I had the same journey growing up half Pentecostal, half um, Catholic. I don't know how that happens, um, but, you know, I have two different family dynamics and I, I, I enjoyed it when I went, but then, you know, in my teenage years, it just was not a thing um, to have uh, in my life, right? Because my parents, my aunts, my uncles, no one was really going. We only went to like either get uh, baptized or confirmation or all these other things, but we never really knew the teachings behind it. It's just something that was tradition in our family, but we never knew why. Um, so as I got older, I had to find um, myself as well. And even in my thirties, while my son was doing that, you know, I put him through the tradition, right. Um, without, you know, really consulting with him, just said, Hey, this is what we do. If you want to get married, this is what you have to have. Um, and going through that with him and then having, uh, finally finding a non-denomination church that I can call home, um, was exactly what I needed. And to rekindle that and, you know, four years saved, uh, with, with my relationship with God. So it's very important for me because we can't do what we do without uh, the faith, right? We're always saying, oh, we're, we're doing this, but there's things that put into play, especially when we go to through struggles like self-esteem and uh, things that kind of get us in our heads to stop us from moving forward um, because there's no belief in ourselves. There's no belief in 
that were worthy for it. So it was very important for me to kind of hear your journey. And that's what we're about here. We're just about really knowing who our guests are, why they do what they do, and how do they get where they got to. So thank you so much for sharing. It's never long-winded for me. Of course. Definitely what everyone needed to hear um, in our audience, because some people are probably struggling with that right now. And you did talk about some challenges and some bumps in the road. Tell us, um, and I have another question for you too. Sure. Tell us um, about, you know, some of those things, whatever you would like to share, because I think, again, our audience needs to know that not everyone is perfect. They're probably going through a challenge right now and they have to face it head on, right? So just tell us kind of some bumps in the roads and kind of some lessons you learn to get you back on your path. Right. Um, great question. And yeah, thanks for letting me vent about my life. <laughs> I love sharing it, so I really appreciate it. Um, bumps in the path. I think, I think the main thing is always myself getting in my own way. And I think a lot of people might be able to relate to that because we're so imperfect in the way that we are. We're human beings. We're, we're, we can't be perfect. And that's why a relationship with God and being humble before God actually puts you in the right mindset, um, whenever, whatever you're trying to do. Because if you can trust God and have faith in God, that he has a plan, and then you can you can ask him, please, what's my part in doing this for you? You can then be empowered by him because you're an instrument for God's will in this world. So now you have God on your side. How could you possibly fail? It's not because of me. It's because of God wants me to do this. Let me at least do the things that I, I believe that I need to do in order to make that happen. And it's much more simpler, simple than being like, well, what do I do right now? You know, what am I supposed to be doing? So there's a lot of soul searching that needs to happen. Like, what is that path? what is that mission that I have? You know, in Judaism, we all believe that each individual has their own unique purpose and mission in this life. And when we're done with that, um, that's when, when we, we rejoin with God in, in the afterlife. And there's a lot to go into there, but uh, not that I'm an expert on it. But so for me personally, as an entrepreneur, this, this relates to me. And as just a general, a regular person, it, this relates to me a lot because it helps center me and it helps me know that I'm not alone. And um, if I'm hitting a brick wall, you know, like, is this something that I'm supposed to be doing? Or maybe this is, this is God's way of telling me that I shouldn't be doing this and maybe another path. Cause like when I first, uh, so you probably want a specific story. I, I don't, uh-huh. let me think of one, but I know like I, I started a, a, a specific type of website after, um, not working at the nonprofit organization any, anymore. And it was, it was a failure because I wasn't super passionate about it. I was just knowledgeable about it, but I didn't, I didn't love doing it. And also like the business model wasn't necessarily there. Um, I find, I found myself making certain types of decisions. Um, I found myself learning a lot about myself. You know, I, I'm a, you know, many entrepreneurs, they want to be in control. And I think that's, that's a big, that's a big thing. So, you know, giving up a lot of that control to God is one thing, but then you have your own control. Like if God can do 99% of it or 99.99999, whatever, and I could do that 0.0001% part of it to actually make that thing happen, like let me focus on that and and master that. Um, So a lot of it is just just like when you're going out there, when you're young, like I was in my 20s doing all these things, um, you know, I was trying to figure out exactly what I want to be doing. So 
I, I love the digital space. You know, I love the scalability. You can do it from your, your laptop, your computer. You know, I love connecting with people. So I learned a lot of these things over time, but I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily good at it at the beginning. So like I, bu I built a website. It didn't really get that many sales. Uh, I spent a lot of money and didn't really recoup it. Um, I ended up, that ended up leading me to, you know, I just, I built a ni nice website. So people wanted me to help them with their websites. And then someone wanted me to help them with their SEO. So I learned about SEO and started helping them with SEO. Um, and I wasn't like necessarily good at any of these things compared to, to other people who are more seasoned, but I figured I had to do research and hire people who were better than me and, you know, see learn as we go and from there you know i found what i was really passionate about which was you know making videos and social media doing digital advertising because it's so powerful and yeah uh that's it's a lot about <laughs> me specifically I, I i like i wish i had more specific stories that mm -hmm. i had ready for that um <laughs> a lot of it is just like I don't know, like we don't i don't know what i want to do like when i'm in my, in my 20s i think that's just a very relatable feeling i know most people don't so yeah. it's just about <laughs> making as many mistakes as you can and just keep learning i i always try to you know whenever i hear someone that talks about like you know i don't really know what i want to be doing it's like just try it try a million different things what do you like to do just do more of that and then it's like some people are like oh i like music i'm like well like what can you do in music that is like you have skills already and like it, not everyone can do music necessarily be as be an artist it's very difficult so like like you have to use your practical mind. You have to use your heart. Like where can you, what can you figure out that you can do that can, that you can feel passionate about it. So you don't feel like you're at some dead end job that you're just like, you know, waiting for the weekend and then like dreading going back because that's, that's, that's torturous to ourselves, especially yeah. nowadays. Like, and it's funny because you go back like a hundred years, like people are just happy to have like jobs that they could like feed their families with. Now, nowadays we're just, we want, we want so much more fulfillment in our lives and it's, it's there for the taking. It's just, it might not be a smooth, like hop, skip and a jump. It might be a, a rough road for, uh, for five to 10 years, just to even have a glimpse of what you're supposed to be doing. But I always felt that, um, reinforced when I saw like different entrepreneurs of different businesses, like the founder of IBM was 42 years old when he started that company. And there's, and there's other people who are older when they started their companies and then they're like multimillionaires or billionaires. And it's just like, Oh, okay, cool. And like some people, you know, they don't, they don't get, they don't get their breaks until later in life. And they've, they've been, you know, struggling and toiling until then. So that type of stuff, you know, keeps me going and, you know, just also just try to do things that you want, you want to be doing and, you know, learn about yourself and, learn about what you like to do and learn about what you don't like to do, figure out ways to incorporate all those things. And, you know, it's not, it's not easy. It's not simple, but you got to keep moving <laughs> but forward. It's all worth it. Yeah. hundred oh percent. Let, let me tell you, Noah, you have been dropping nuggets and I hope people are really listening and I can't wait to go back because you touched on so many things that we go through on this journey and it's okay. We have to learn through the process. We're going to fall on our face more than once, but it's how do you get back up? How do you react? How do you say, okay, you know what? This is not for me. Let me try something new, but you have to really try it long enough to really understand because sometimes we could try something and just give up when it, it when it gets too hard. No, go through those challenges, go through those failures. But I also want to go back to what you said at the very beginning sure. when you were working at the nonprofit was that you 
believed in the company and you just picked up the phone. So you took action, regardless what yeah. that looks like. That wasn't even for you. That was for a company. So, and we do that all the time for the people we work for, but we don't do it for us. So I had to just really highlight and sparkle that right there because we need to really start thinking about how can we take actions for ourselves. And you also said that you, your rabbi gave you a book, right? Or referred a book to you for you to read and you could repeat uh, the name of that book. But how important is it for people to do their market research and to to dive into, especially for those that may not have uh, money to really start with mentors and coaching programs and things like that, what would you suggest to our listeners that are kind of in that space right now? Right. So that's true. Like that's, yeah. I know. Um, a lot, a lot to unpack there. Um, so yeah, the book, the book that I read is, it's from Dr. Abraham J. Tversky, um, who, who passed away, uh, I think about three years ago and, uh, his, his soul should, uh, be raised up and he should continue to influence uh, many, many people who are struggling with, with low self-esteem. So I highly recommend him and his uh, his books on that, and because he's very inspiring. So personally, for me, that that was a turning point in my life. So I definitely am very appreciative of of that. And it was a, it was actually a friend who uh, I actually I walked into the the place where we we were learning, and I asked him, I'm like, is there a book in here that helps me not hate myself? He's like, yeah, let me see. And then he pulled that off, and <laughs> and he gave it to me, and I'm like, wow. And then I it changed my life. So very appreciative of that. And that's from God that 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 happened. Um, in terms of market research and doing that, that is probably the most important thing. You you will save time. Um, there's different methods of doing it. I'm actually I'm actually uh, you know working with a coach right now that's helping me understand that for for the specific uh, work that I'm doing now. So it's uh it's really interesting. Um, but market research is really important. You have to like people people always have these ideas like oh, I want to do this thing for people, and it's like let me just like figure out how, the best way to do that thing, and then I'm going to find the people who want it, and then like they find out nobody wants it. What the best way to start a business is to find a market that has a need and to understand exactly what their pain points are and then to and then to ask them as many questions as you can to figure out what exactly they're looking for, um, you know, to, to do this, this sort of information interview with potential clients and to ask them and then to come back to them and, and have that offer for them in, in a way that like they, they really want. Like it's going to be much easier to sell to them once you actually ask them questions. Um, you can't be too overconfident. And I've definitely been guilty of this in the past of thinking I, I know exactly what people want. A lot of times it's just about how you frame it, but you want to use the words that your market wants to that, that they use uh, in terms of what they're looking for. So market research is incredibly important in informing your marketing message. Um, as, as well as product development. Um, you know, I've read a lot, of, I've, I've read books, you know, the different, like, uh, you know, the way to start a business is to get a minimum viable product out there and then to keep improving. A lot of people like, you know, they'll create products like a software product, for example, they'll create a million features that nobody wants just because they have this vision that this is something that is good. 
Um, but often what you want to do is find one problem, solve that one problem and, and, you know, for a one type of client and to, and to, and if you can keep giving, uh, those people the results that they're looking for, you can ask them, what else do you want this to solve? Or like, you know, if it's a marketing service, like what I offer, like what other marketing service do you, do you need? Like, what do you, what, what are you looking for? And you can, and you can upsell people that way, or you can add another feature to your software that way. You know, you can add another service. There's a lot of different ways to go there, but you should always, always look at market needs when, when trying to create a business. Yeah. I think that's why a lot of businesses fail is they don't, they don't necessarily do that or they're not able to move uh, fast enough when a market, when market uh, demands change. Oh my God. So much more golden nuggets. I love it. Thank you so much. Now we're going to go into an intermission. We're going to listen to our sponsor and we're going to come right back with Noah, who's going to drop some more and you don't want to, we'll be right back. Hi, my name is Jose Escobar, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Connected Leaders Academy. We're a growing tribe, a community of entrepreneurs all over the world, globally, all across the country, high performers, titans of industry. If you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to grow personally and professionally, scale your influence, develop your skill sets, move the needle in your business, more clients, more money, more profit, the bottom line, and of course, grow your circle and your network like never before, this is where you want to be. Join the Connected Leaders Academy today. We are scaling massively. We want to welcome you in. Check me out on Instagram and on Facebook, the at symbol JASCO25. We look forward to having you join us. Take care. Oh, wow. We are back with Noah, and he has been um, sharing a little bit about his uh, digital marketing. We, we touched on his backstory. Um, love that. Thank you so much for sharing and being open with us about your faith. Um, I am all about that. And now let's go into, we're going to just pivot a little bit and go into what you're doing right now. So you're, you're, you're in the digital marketing space, getting people's, uh, short, um, long form videos into short form videos, what is the need right now for the marketplace that you've been seeing as of late? Right. So there's there's two needs. Um, first off, from the client perspective, the people that I want to work with, uh, there's two types of clients. And the, the reality is that people want to promote their whatever their message is. People want to promote their business. They want to acquire more ideal clients or customers. And how do we do that nowadays? What's the best way to, to attract people? It's through video on social media, because that's where most people spend their time. And the short form video right now is on fire to, you know, to just <laughs> say it lightly. It's like one of the most uh, consumed contents right now. Long form content uh, is will always be consumed. But the short form right now is just where most people spend their time. So if you can capture someone's uh, attention, in a short form video, maybe bring them back to a long form video, start a relationship where they're listening to you and they want to listen to you, especially if you have a podcast. It's the it's one of the best ways to promote your podcast right now is to create short form clips, you know, a minute or less uh, when you say something really, you know, really uh, amazing. And then they want to listen to the whole episode. There's so many times where I've I've seen a short form video on something. I'm like, oh, who, whose podcast is this? This is intelligent. Let me let me uh, I can learn a lot. Let me see if I can see the whole the whole episode. And that's it's one of the best ways to do it. And I I was uh, 
I was talking to uh, someone in, in BLN, um, and he was saying that the way he sees it is that the the podcast episode is like the middle of the funnel, and the and the top of the funnel is like that short form video that gets people to that 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 uh, that long form episode, and then from there that you can you have things in your episode, you have uh, you know advertisements, or you have people can subscribe, they can buy things, whatever it might be. At that point, you have their attention because a lot of the time, a lot right now, what the the game that's played, and Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this a lot, is your he day trades attention. Like he's, you're always just trying to get people's attention. So social media video is the best tool. It's the best medium for doing that. Um, obviously, there are other ways, but right now, this is this is a way that can do it. And the way that AI is, and the way that um, you know the global economy is, it's it's more attainable than ever to be able to actually create these short form videos, especially if you're creating long form content. That's why I choose to repurpose uh, different parts of long form content into short form content. And you know, I'll add, I, I then I do do certain things to make them more engaging. I'll use captions, I'll use some music, we'll, we'll have, promote a uh, call to action at the end with an end card, you'll add a thumbnail. Um, so it's it's very clear what, what the video is about, you know, different things like that. So um, yeah, and people want good content to watch. So if you can if you can fill that market need, you know, then then the social media companies will keep pushing you out there if you can make great content. So there's no there's no limit to how much uh, how good your content can be. It's just it's really just you and your ability to do it. So <laughs> good stuff, good stuff. <coughs> oh, excuse me. My um, I it's hard for me to to watch a long video if you don't have me in the first four to seven seconds i yes. am like scrolling so what is is that like the average like what is the average of people just kind of just swiping through your stuff right so that's a great point uh, mr beast talks about this he's the top youtuber in the world he has like his channels in, in multiple languages and he says the, the hook, what you use to hook the person to watch the video, um, the thumbnail that you use, and then the first like five seconds of the video are the most important part. Because if you're not like, you know, first off, you have to create a gap in terms of to create curiosity, a curiosity gap with the thumbnail and the headline. And uh, from there, like the first five seconds has to do that as well. Um, and then you have to start like delivering on that or else you lose someone. They don't know. People don't have time for this. Like, I can just swipe up like the second. There's so many people like, you know, I've seen, um, you know, that have made videos and the first five seconds is them like breathing or taking a pause and it's just like how do you expect someone to watch this you have to get right into it and say why 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 they should stay here like you have five seconds not even you have two or three seconds You're like if they don't like the way you talk like you're done like it's very you have a very small chance but if you can capitalize on that chance because there is a science to it there is an art to it and if you can if you can figure out exactly how to do that um, then you can really capture some attention. Well, the, the, the biggest challenge for us, because we're repurposing long-form content, is to find those moments that are that are naturally occurring, they're very organic, as you like to say, um, that we can go in there, find it, you know, label it something, uh, you know, what, what exactly what that hook is, and that that whoever's speaking 
um, is actually delivering really good content from that point, and then it ends, you know, with completing that thought. So that doesn't always happen necessarily with everyone's channels, but um, you know, people who are creating good content, there's there's a treasure trove of that in their long form content. I'm sure if I went through yours, I'd find a, a bunch of great golden nuggets. <laughs> so yeah, it's extremely important, or else you, you don't even you don't even have a chance at bat at that point. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I was always thinking like, you know, how do people just get on? But you just actually uh, stated it where you have that three seconds to really catch them with the hook. Um, and, and sometimes we're not going to win them all. Right. Um, there's going to be, you know, different tastes for different people and it's all good. Um, so tell us, what are you working on right now? What's coming up? What does fourth quarter uh, end of year look like for you? And what does 2024 look for you? Right. Um, excellent question because it's constantly in development. Um, something you just said, I wanted to. Uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> there's always, I always want to respond to it. Absolutely. Go ahead. So, the, say, say again what you said, that first thing that you responded You're to. You're going to make me say it again. You know, I'm not going to remember that. That's the problem. Like the, <laughs> three seconds, it's always uh, trying to get someone's attention. Yeah. And then where would you go? Give me a keyword. He says something interesting. I'll have to like read through the video again, and then we'll have to have another conversation about it. This is the this is the problem with this. But um, whatever. I'll just I'll get right into what I'm doing then. Uh, here's when I'm in the when I'm in the process. I'm I'm actually launching the a new brand, ContentStorm.io, and that's going to be um, a place where podcast agencies, uh, other, you know, digital agencies, video producers, um, and also speakers, authors, writers, anyone, anyone who is, who's creating long form video content can go to create, uh, to have us create for them short form video content from their long form content. So we plan on doing this and making a big push. I've been doing, a, I've been working with my clients and, uh, you know, figuring out the best way to actually position ourselves to, to, you know, really, push out that message. So for us, it's going to be huge. And I'm, I really want to help as many people as possible. You know, a lot of the pricing uh, has always been like very, you know, pie in the sky for a lot of people for this type of service. There's, it's to be very expensive, but we want to make it as attainable as possible for everyone, especially if we agree with their message, because we have to get better content out there. There's a lot of, there's a lot of garbage out there. <laughs> so like, how do we compete? On, on the on the thought battle of, of you know bringing good intelligent uh, conversations into the realm of social media the best way to do that is to bring better more uh, better content into social media wherever the battle is so right now short form content and long form content is the place so we want to we want to work with speakers and podcast agencies and podcasters who who you know who who want to save themselves time want to have really good strong social media and we we want to help them uh you know take a step back know that it's taken care of and being executed well so that they can focus on what they're doing and and continue continuing their thought leadership that great stuff great stuff and how can people get a hold of you Right. So um, the website contentstorm.io and uh, it's going to be Noah at contentstorm.io if you want to email me directly. 
and there'll be there'll be a way of you know booking a booking a call with me right there and you know there'll be plenty of information as well so that's going to be the central hub for reaching me and and what we're doing Awesome. Impactful, 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 powerful. Uh, just all those words that we need. A lot of the um, a lot of the times we tend to try to do it all ourselves, right? And there's experts out there that can get it off your hands and really be able to give you the room to do what you're really passionate about doing. And that's one thing a coach, a entrepreneur, um, it, it's the tech side. It's really how do I get people to like say yes, you know, love, share, comment, subscribe. So all the things that we're putting out there and um, Noah's your guy, just have a chat with him. You just never know uh, what can happen. Um, he, he's just absolutely amazing. We had a couple virtual coffees to get to know each other. And I look forward to working with you as well. Um, it's just super awesome to see um, people really looking to, to help others that are kind of, uh, you know, challenged in that area. And we can never have enough uh, people helping us out in our journey to impact. Um, because for me, the way I see it is that even though I'm the coach, right, and I'm a podcaster, and I'm producing all this content, um, and then, you know, we hire these people to help us, and, you know, they're giving us, they're also part of that impact. So we have to celebrate uh, each other and the partnership and all that good jazz. Um, so thank you so much, Noah. You've been an awesome guest. Thank you so much for sharing your heart, what you do. And I'm going to definitely give you the floor to just kind of give our listeners uh, anything that's on your heart right now um, to take some type of action, right? Whatever that action looks like, let us know. Right. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. It was, this has been a great conversation. It's been great connecting with you over the last few weeks. And, you know, I, I hope to continue getting to know you and, and supporting you how I can. Um, my message to people is, you know, like you, me you mentioned this, that there's always going to be, you know, people have challenges or, or, or struggles. We always have cha uh, challenges or struggles and it doesn't always necessarily get easier. We just get better. We get stronger and we get more, we get smarter about how we handle these things. And that's what makes someone successful. It's not that they don't have any challenges and there are going to be times where you can actually get a break and maybe not have so as many challenges as usual, or you just feel very confident and you're just able to handle them much better. But we're always going to, the only way to grow is to be challenged. So, you know, <clears throat> right now, um, you know, you might be challenged by something, whatever it might be. You know what it is. It's sitting in your head, burning a hole <laughs> in your brain, and it's and it's and it's putting a weight on your heart. And this happens with anyone. There's an obstacle in your path. And uh, there's a there's a book called "Obstacle Is the Way" by um, uh, his name's Ryan. I think I, I can't remember his name at the moment, but he he does a lot of stuff with Stoic philosophers and Stoic philosophy. And a lot of the main message of that book is whatever is currently in front of you as an obstacle is actually how you overcome that and how you beat that and how you make yourself better to come over that is actually the main point of everything. Like we see an obstacle, it's like, oh, I, if only there wasn't this obstacle in my way. But the fact is the obstacle is your way. Like you have, by, by going through that challenge, by overcoming that, you become stronger and better. And I believe that those are sent by God to challenge us so that we can become better, so that we can improve ourselves and we can improve the world around us and we can lift the others around us to be better as well. And that way, 
we can all change the world for the best. So, uh, you know, definitely you can do it. You just have to, uh, you have to just believe and you have to push through the hard times and understand that they're making you better. I love it. That actually needs to be on a t-shirt. The obstacle is the way. I love that. It's not my idea. I, I, I know. It was a, there's a book. <laughs> is, it like, um, is it quoted by someone already? Is like, that is the actual piece? I want to, I want to like look up the book real quick. So I, cause it's actually really impactful. Um, I'll tell you really one second. I love it. See by Ryan holiday. Awesome. Ryan holiday is a great marketer, but he's, he's very, he's been spreading a lot of information about uh, stoic philosophy, but that book I think is really good that between that and like how I understand God's relationship with myself and, and Judaism and everything. It's really helped me uh, push through the harder times. So uh, Ryan Holiday, The Obstacle is the Way, I highly recommend just understanding that if you're going through a lot of challenges, because it, it helps you reframe and get perspective on uh, exactly what, why it's there and what you have to do. Thank you so much. You're going to make me use all my Audible credits. I think I have four. So I'm about to go get everything <laughs> that you dropped today <laughs> so I can take a listen. I actually like the book and the audio at the same time so I can take notes and listen to it and kind of um, it, it, it sinks in a little bit more for me. Um, so thank you so much for being an amazing guest. You're awesome. Can't wait again to uh, continue uh, growing with you and all this good stuff. Oh my goodness. If you you have not taken notes. You need to press rewind, start from the beginning and listen to this and take copious notes because what Noah has dropped today has been unbelievable. I'm even going to go back and watch it maybe once, maybe twice, maybe even three times uh, because he definitely uh, inspired me to really rethink some things for myself. And that's why I love doing this because it's not just me highlighting someone. I kind of do it I'm not going to say selfishly because someone said not to say selfishly, but I do this for my continued growth as well. And I just love uh, that we get to do it. Right. Um, thank you so much, Noah. Thank you so much to our awesome audience. Remember, like, subscribe, share. And as I always say, have a great day and make it count. Thank you, Nikki. You're welcome.